Last time on Geek Force, the squad talks about Star Wars in the latest episode of The Mandalorian. We're even talking about The Mummy. It's coming back. Are you excited? We hope you're not. Uh, after that, we talk about Disney and how Disney Plus might be saving the whole company. And we end on the PS5. How you still won't get one. But may the odds forever be in your favor. Now see what we're talking about today on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely G-Squad of Ray, Marlon, and Emi. Welcome back to a new episode, you guys. What Happy up? Thanksgiving, everybody! It is the time of the day after Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you had a great time with your with your families. Hopefully the conversations weren't too awful. You woke um, up from your food coma. Families. <laughs> That's true. I mean, unless you had a small, unless you already live with them, which there's that. <laughs> with yourself. Otherwise, I hope you had a great Zoom session and really utilized the mute function when things got too hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Looking I forward mean, to that moment. That's, that's one good thing about having mute a Zoom up. family uh, communication is you can just move people. And that's the greatest invention ever. Um, yeah. Welcome back, you guys. Uh, we super holiday week. Lots of holiday theme stuff out you know christmas is already here <laughs> according to netflix so uh according to everybody according to everybody if you listen closely you can hear the queen come out of the ocean and start singing her song and by queen i mean you can hear mariah carey stepping out of the ocean <laughs> and she's singing christmas. why the ocean is she a siren she actually might be. She, she actually might be. I believe that. I believe that. And like, if you're on a beach, like on the day after Thanksgiving, you like start to hear like the little like instrumentals, and you'll watch like this like glowing like like a light come from the ocean and glide towards like, like what's that sound? It gets a little closer. Oh my god, she's back! And by then it's too late. She stepped out of the ocean, full aerial from Little Mermaid moments. And then you start screaming. I have to get a Christmas tree! And you just take off right at your local Home Depot. Completely unrelated. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Someone make that animated like commercial. Like share show it every year. I'm the down. Terror, the terror of that song. I, we can yes. we could probably cut that up pretty quickly and just right. have somebody send it to their house and just, you just go, huh? What is that? <laughs> that could be a, that'd be a fun TikTok. Um, yes. Completely unrelated. I need a Steven Universe Christmas special because that would be adorable. Agreed. Aww. Do we know if that's even in the books? No, they flowers get on it. Rebecca Flowers is like, I'm done. Like, y'all, I, uh, I'm ready. Oh. Like, more than enough out of me. Yeah. Y'all got to move on sooner or later. Uh, movies, I, too? Yeah. Like, this whole Rebecca thing Sugar? is I don't know why I said Rebecca Flowers. Isn't it Rebecca, Rebecca Sugar? Flowers, no, right? it's Sugar. Or Sugar? Oh, dang, Rebecca Sugar. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why that was flowers. She, Either she, way, you know, you like, never Yo. know. You can be at her. Like, can we have a holiday special, please? Mm-hmm. The last, of the last. She gave y'all so many fusions, so many movies. Uh, I just want to hear Steven singing so a holiday song. Re- representation. She's like, great. I've given you all these things and more. Uh, this is a baton. Someone else do something else. Yep. No one else can handle that show. So I guess that's not. I right, didn't know that show. She's like, great. Like, make another show. That's also wholesome. This is possible. You know, this is the, the time for it. I think she's doing that, though. I don't know what, but I've heard she was in some. Oh, never mind. We're never going to get that. That's and that's that's a fair reason why she's. I mean, she grew up Jewish, Jewish so uh, uh, we wouldn't get a Christmas special out of. Well, her, it wouldn't have to be Jewish. It could, it could be a holiday uh, special. It could be a holiday they, special. They could have a makeup Tommy holiday. Pickles coming out doing the meaning of Hanukkah. Next oh is, my god! Next that is hilarious. Have a holiday. <laughs> Special and make like a makeup holiday that the people can do just to be like oh, Christmas Hanukkah. Yeah, that. I love that Christmas Hanukkah. Christmas Hanukkah consequence. It's always good stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna be like you. Yeah. Um, but in the spirit of all things, we still have our favorite little uh, elf, if you want to call it, little green guy. 
baby, baby little green I'm sure guy. That's a pejorative term for their people. The <laughs> child. The child. <laughs> I'm sure they probably. I'm sure if they knew what an elf was, they probably would take that as a as a slight against their entire know, race. But if probably. we had to dress up as a Christmas figure, you get forced choked. I'm sure. Like, am I a joke to you? <laughs> wow. And then I would get forced choked. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, baby Yoda. <laughs> um, Mandalorian episode or chapter 12 um, it was a normal regular episode but it felt great because he got to uh, Mando got to meet up with his old friends from season one um, got to go back to you know where a lot of stuff happened in season one and a lot has changed which is making me wonder how much time has passed that's, that's that was my number one question like how much time has passed because when it started it was Kara uh if like she just broke up this whole sting and saved this little animal that was really cute and then uh you know all this the trouble Mando has been with his ship you know it's good to be back home in a place where he trusts to get his ship properly fitted I felt like that was a big thing because his ship was bothering me. I was like, get that shit fixed, please. Um, so <laughs> that, felt, that made me feel better as a watcher. I'm like, finally. He had a hoopty. He had a, had a little space hoopty. Dude, I, I don't even know how they made up it the there. windows, had the muscle right. almost falling off. He had wires <laughs> holding things. He had Baby Yoda trying to put... Wi- that scene was funny. That was, was, that like, was hilarious. <laughs> that was virtual learning for every teacher. <laughs> okay, I need you yeah, to uh, go to page 17. Huh? Set one seven, page 17. You see the you take a one? And then okay. you're just like... Page twenty. No, no, no. The other page. This is like on my right or your right. It's like I can't hear you. You're muted. Unmute me. Unmute me. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? (laughs) The screen goes black. (laughs) It was perfect. I enjoyed that scene a lot. Aww. And then, of course, we get Baby Yoda to get full electrocuted. And, then, and I was like, Mandalorian, get him out of there. He doesn't know what he's doing. It was, it, was, it was worth a shot. You know, I tried. I just, <laughs> he, you know. He fully, uh, uh, he fully caused, like, trauma to this small child. He gets electrocuted in a small crawl space. Like, you know what? Come out. Just just come out. Come out. Come out. He was <laughs> like, <laughs> Woo. I was like, he's getting a little tough, you know. And I think that's building up on his <laughs> thug-like personality. I think... Hey now, Mando. He's getting too tough. He's getting kind of like reckless. He 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 don't care. Reckless he's like, if I want it, I get it. Uh, he that I would use for him. <laughs> right, but I mean, think, I think about the episode where he almost died three times because he was just like, "Ooh, I want to eat this," or "I'm going to go over here," and then he's getting all these creatures after. So I feel like that's a little bit of reckless. But I mean, he's a child, so you can't really. I feel like kids aren't kids at that age aren't reckless or just oblivious to danger and just do what they want. That's true. It's but like I, this doesn't hurt me right now, but I'm gonna go over here and try to touch this thing because I want to touch it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, but yeah, it, it was it was really cute that uh, you know when all his friends had to go talk to him and they had to put him in a school, you know, and I, I was like, those kids are gonna go crazy over him. And the first thing this baby Yoda does is see these cookies, and he's like, I want them cookies. Like that was adorable. And that's when I found out, wow, he's a bully because he used to force to get them cookies. <laughs> Can you blame him though? It was blue. He macaroni. was really hungry. Yeah, first of all, he was really hungry. And then <laughs> always hungry. In his defense, I guess in, if there's any kind of defense, he did ask once. He's like, right, and that's when I was like, oh, okay, he he gonna start telling people what's up. Okay, that's cool. But uh, fine. But what did you guys think of like the semi? I mean, it was a plot, but it wasn't a plot. What did you guys think about like this episode? Because I mean, it did some, some, but I meant like compared to like last episode, like that was a lot, like a lot of new stuff. We keep. I feel like every time we get a story episode, we forget that this episode is what the Mandalorian is like. Like the show is. What did you guys? Did you like it? I enjoyed it. I thought Carl Weathers did a good job. Did you? Did you? With the dude coming back, what was his name? The his first like from episode one from his uh, bounty. Uh, Carlo Esposito. No, no, uh, no Carl Weathers' his character. <laughs> the they said bounty. his name. Um, oh, the blue dude. Horatio Sands. 
Yes. Oh, that guy. But I don't he know was... the character's name. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know the SNL as Horatio Sands. <laughs> I just want to say one I, half of uh, the SNL I'll, group that is Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands that could right. never be in a scene together. Um, I was just saying because like since we never really had a chance to see that character at all, we had, you know, he caught him, he threw him, you know, wherever to have him have some, you know, uh, a part now, it felt nice to have a comedic character because it's been a while since we've had that. Well, yeah, I mean, I want, yeah, I agree with that, but I do want to get back to what Raymond was saying. Raymond, you were saying that this, like these episodes are kind of like what the show is about. If you could like talk more about that, that'd be great. I just, I feel like this is his Grief Karga, that's the character's name. This is this is Mandalorian. Like, yeah, we're about to get I mean, I, I was saving it for the end, but we are about to get the greatest episode of Mandalorian of all time this week. But like the the um it's he is he, he did another episode that was like nice and simple. Like here, here's, here's a little pocket of the world. And we're going to show how, you know, all of Mandalorian's acts in the first season has led to this place being a lot better now. Um, and they get to see that and try to help them one last time. And, you know, it did connect to, um, in the grand scheme of things, it's going to connect to this week. Cause I, I mean, there's a, uh, uh, spoiler of like uh, they 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 have a they have a l- tracker on the ship now, so I I have a feeling that's going to all come to head this week. Like they're going to find they're going to just like come out of hyperspace. Like oh he stopped on this planet, let's go get the child. And Ahsoka is going to be like you tra- you you they followed you here, and that's going to be a fun uh, process. Is I, I don't know if we're going to get a lightsaber fight between Moth Gideon and Ahsoka this week, but we yeah. might. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, also like I think it's like really good to say like like Raymond said like these are what the episodes are made of. Like this also fits within like the Mandalorian's arc of like being a solo bounty hunter. Then he's like, great, I'm going to help this kid out. Develops feeling, I mean, develops feelings for this kid, and then also like last season when you when he does like you know pair up with like the paratrooper, he's defending a planet and like getting them out of like you know this rebel group's grip, and now they're on another planet, the planet that he was on the last you know episode of last season, and they're kind of all working towards freeing it. You know, she, like this point, this person's the marshal of like this planet, and they want to free the whole planet out of like the Empire's grip. So now you have the Mandalorian like who was kind of like on the outskirts of like, yo, I just deal in the gray. I just do what I do. I get bodies and I get paid. Now you have him almost like pretty much picking a side of like, yeah, I'm going to pick the side of this group. Now you're you're not the rebels just yet, but you are against the Empire. And so with these group of people, I am also against the Empire. You kind of have him going towards that with the lingering uh caveat of like hey like the rebels are like talking to is it named Kara like hey like you are part of you know a real good like group you could come back so you kind of have this like other thing of like hey like is he gonna like is Kara gonna help him finagle back into like the rebels to like help out like the whole like resistance movement or is he gonna still be like hey, I'm gonna like I'm not gonna be on the Empire side but I'll still be in this middle-ish dark gray area. So so that kind of going up there. Yeah. Um, I am excited for, uh, I'm excited, but like it was unfortunate the tracker was on that ship, but that just means more exciting things will happen. Um, I am surprised. Well, I mean, that's just him trusting them people. I'm like, usually he'll be, you know, more, more up to that but I again I, I'm seeing like small things to Mando and I, I blame it on him being a dad just small things that's like making him be more concerned about the child and not as much as when he was just a solo bounty hunter you know so I was like usually he would have I feel like he would have caught that but he didn't so I was like mm, this is gonna be a big thing he's gonna have to face uh when the time comes he at least is going to the safest person in the galaxy to be around. So that's true. Yeah. And she gets true. to have like pretty much masked fodder to show off of like the Our first skills. major lightsaber battle. Like like literally they're great. Like like you're showing all these like they show you these like really cool like like automatons that he has access to but they're going to go to Ahsoka. So we get a chance to like potentially see Ahsoka give like a good, like five minute lightsaber 
dual saber fight with force powers of her just like cutting through a bunch of people. So I feel like it was great to mention those two things. Like one, he has a full like militia coming her way, but two, he doesn't know that they're going to a Jedi master uh, who's been like in hiding for a group of time who, if you know Ahsoka, it's probably like going to be like, oh, I get to fight things. This is going to be, I've, I've been like, like, yay, peace and all that. But like, yo, this is going to be, this is going to be dope. Like I get to stretch my legs out <laughs> for a minute. It's going to be like, it's just dope. It's like, but, uh, okay. <laughs> so, we, get chance to, we get chance to see our first ever like full on lightsaber battle in this show. And I'm sure they're going to melt that scene. She's going to throw a lightsaber at some point, cut through some people, p- pull it back. Yeah, maybe I, do a full I, I don't want to. I don't want to overhype this episode, but I will. <laughs> they planned this perfectly because I didn't think about uh, the fact because I remember us talk. I remember thinking that okay, episode five, yeah, doing a mid season, that's fine. But I did not think about the fact that episode five landed on the Friday of Thanksgiving. Like they oh. they planned that they planned that perfectly. Disney knew exactly what they were doing. Let's do this huge episode that everybody's been waiting on. It's a day everybody's off and just hanging out at home. And they'll get a million views. It's going to be a bomb-ass episode. You're right, you're right. Mandalorian is doing a whole lot of work to get their money. So, like, Disney Plus should be thankful they have properties that draw in the amount of views that they can draw in. And the Mandalorian's one of them by far. Shout out to uh, Time Traveling T-Shirt and Jeans Man in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I didn't even notice that when I watched it. I didn't even see it. I really didn't. The little picture I sent you? Yeah, you see like yeah. half the body just chilling in the hallway. <laughs> oh no! It's like the Starbucks <laughs> cup, but not as bad. It's it's not not bad. The, the not Starbucks bad. cup was like a whole like, was... two seconds of screen time. This was maybe like three frames of the episode. Yeah. Like, and I feel like the Starbucks cup. The reason why it was worse is because like this is supposed to be like an medieval. <laughs> it's like that's a full Starbucks cup. Here's your here's your macchiato, Sansa. I mean, t-shirts and jeans and. Star Wars universe that's that's pretty bad it's not as bad as it's no macaroons are not as bad as that but (laughs) I had to like be like great it's Raymond like circling his like weapon I'm like what are we looking at I had to like fully like oh there's a body back there Uh, yeah yeah. like almost blends like 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 you said it's like it's a very fast cut so it's like you probably wouldn't even notice it but like that's hilarious there's some some poor guy on set of like oh I'm not out oh my bad I didn't know where to stand you know that's the only the only thing i feel bad about for this episode was uh carl weathers i thought did a fine job it was a fine episode like he uh but everyone's clowning on this uh on this intern in the back and uh, it's just <laughs> unfortunate that that it was his episode <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was yeah. I think it was a good scene. It it, it it was pivotal. It allowed us to see like multiple characters come back. Like the same rebel uh, fighters appear again. <laughs> it's like y'all are following this man. Like how are y'all on the same planet with him again? But of course, this happens like after he leaves. Um, right. But yeah, it just kind of like it kind of is like like Raymond said. This episode is like gearing you up to this big blowout episode by just bringing in all these parties to like really add to like, yo, this is like, the season's theme is going to get big. And this is like an example of like where it could go and like the full effect it's having. Like this whole planet has now been freed from, you know, this empire's uh, grips. And more importantly, I think about this episode we see, which I think was like a super shocker was, you know, the facility, that this is the facility where they are, uh, you know, again, spoiler alert, where they're brewing these Palpatine clones. And it's hinted that, they're being, you know, uh, gestated uh, with the blood of the asset, Baby Yoda. So you Baby see Yoda. why there's this huge push for them to get Baby Yoda, because even with that small sliver, they were able to get somewhere with the replication process, but they need more of it. And again, you see that 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 uh, that guy from the last season who you thought was like a nice guy, but now he's at the head of the project. He's kind of like, yeah, we need more. Um, so we can't do much about it. But if you get us more, we can do we can make more bodies so knowing what the future looks like for Palpatine coming back in like the new series it's like yo like at what point 
like is this going to give away what's happening or do we like like or is it like you know, like they find another way to do to like get to that point so i'm looking forward to seeing how they uh wrap up and acknowledge that yes this clone or whatever came back to life and worked and like did they get Bibiota or not? So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Shout out to Metaclorians. Metaclorians. You brought it back. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they, they did. They did too. They did too. Oh, I mean, it, it went from the forces just the force to like not Metaclorians. <laughs> to like really powerful mitochondria. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, you can like take them out of things and put them in other things. They're fully making this like a, a biological thing and like, great, now you can clone with it. It didn't work. <laughs> They're failing. True, but they need more, which is what you were saying, which is interesting. That's why we need, they need the child, like, pronto. Yeah, but we know that like, the end result is that, like, that Palpatine comes back. So it's like, what does mm. it say what's going to happen to baby Yoda? Or do they find a substitute? So I'm looking forward to seeing how they like answer those two questions of like, he did come back to life and he was all powerful and he did like bring this like legion of like spaceships out of nowhere. So did, so like, did he capture and do yeah. the thing with Baby Yoda or I'd rather be like uh, some like last minute, he found another Baby Yoda. I, I'd rather, I'd oh. rather uh, just for the bit, for the fact that I, uh, despise seven, eight, and nine as much as I do. They, mm-hmm. I'd rather just imagine I don't know what's about to happen in this in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's question, though, like, what's going to happen? Does that knowledge like almost tank the way this could end? Because they, because like they've they've like no. written themselves almost into like not a corner, but like into like a like a, a very fine like linear path. Like, this has to end with this. There is certainly less pressure here than there was on the prequels leading towards mm-hmm. Darth Vader. So mm-hmm. if they, mm-hmm. this, it, even if they mess it up, no one's going to care because no one cares about 789 like that. So That is true. waste a lot of people's yeah, time, especially when in one of the, the endings they had a kid with the force pull up a broomstick and it was never <laughs> ever again. That hurts me to this day. Like, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. These kids. Oh, you know what I'm talking about, Raven. Do you remember that scene? scene? I think I it was like an eight. I, at the end of like the episode. They made it episode eight? Wait, wait. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. <laughs> 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 you literally get up. Like, 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 talking about that's all i'm saying, I, I, all I'm saying. that scene i was like okay this almost makes up for her. like maybe the next one they'll like show them picking up kids but like no. nah they never brought it up ever again like well forget all this this franchise was a waste it's a full waste <laughs> but anyway i look forward to seeing what they're going to do with if they're going to you know sorry dawson or Zara dawson i'm looking forward to seeing what the prosthetics look like how orange he's gonna be what they're gonna like i'm looking forward to seeing how they're gonna like make this work out so i'm looking forward to the other mandalorians coming back because you know they're gonna have to come back to fuck shit up too oh yeah i want to get to Mandalorian. I, I, want, I want that part connected with everything else like mm, i'm waiting true, for that true. part yeah, i was wondering if at this point in time has ahsoka established that she's a part of the order of the gray yet i'm trying to figure out that she's gonna no, bring i don't it up, think um, i don't think that is something that they are doing they are doing with her at all I, I think I think it's something that we've we have a fan base have speculated about for her character, but I don't think that's something that they are doing with her character. Um, I think if, if anything, she's going to end up being closer to whatever the new Jedi's are that they were hinting towards in that bad episode eight movie. Um, as like the Jedi Order, had, like you know, Yoda was saying the Jedi Order has to come to an end and all that stuff. Like whatever they decide to do with all of that, whatever um, Miss um, Miss Name Stealer wants to call it, um, they can. Uh, name Stealer. Ray Skywalker. Name Stealer. She's, she's not a Skywalker. Yeah, that's what you call her. Yeah, I, 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 I have her name. That's her name. 
I have no <laughs> patience for Ray Skywalker. Um, Ew, <laughs> but don't me, say that name. Oh yeah, but that's who she is. She's 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 Ray. Ray. I'm just Ray. Been that like, she could have just been. I'm just Ray. These old school names. I'm gonna be a new person. My I'm name my is Ray. Ray. Ray Skywalker. No. Yeah, anyway, like the Jedi Order needs to be something new. Like, why would you keep someone's name from the past? Then is there gonna be something new? Uh, uh, yep. So the um, <laughs> whatever they end up doing there with all of that stuff, um, I think I would bet Ahsoka would end up being closer to that because even like um, uh, what they did with her at the end of Clone Wars, uh, after reading a little book with her, um, just knowing what they've done with her character outside of what we've seen so far, it feels like she is still kind of trying to be a Jedi for the most part. Like it isn't. Um, mm-hmm. Even, uh, dang, who was I? And, um, Rebels, Kanan Jarrus, he, um, yes. he wasn't, a, he wasn't officially a Jedi, uh, cause he left the order also for his own reasons. But then like, he started coming back to that side of things. And even if he wasn't like officially, uh, a Jedi per se, cause they were done, there was, they, there's something close. There's something more, he had more emotion also just in his character. Like, uh, Ahsoka had, Ahsoka's not just like cutting herself off completely. There's, there's, there's an extra, they're doing something new. I, I, I'm curious what they, what they want to do there. I trust Filoni. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good. And we get a chance to fully have someone who's, Force sensitive around baby Yoda. Yeah. That's so true. And potentially see if baby Yoda recognizes that, oh, you feel similar to how I feel. And we might get a chance to see. Because, of course, with um, being a Jedi comes like this weird, like, animal friendship power where you can communicate with other beings. I'm wondering if she's going to be able to, like, like use the force to communicate with Baby Yoda of, like, oh, like, I can understand what they're going and like, I'm going to talk to this kid or at least have some, like, semblance of a conversation. And we get a chance to see, like, if Baby Yoda's going to, like, tap into that power more or if Baby Yoda's going to be helpful to Ahsoka. Like, maybe Ahsoka's going through, like, yo, like, I'm kind of a Jedi. It's been a lot to deal with being on the run. Like, maybe she's feeling some kind of way about it. So... I'm looking forward to seeing what this means for like so many characters d- developmentally wise. So whatever happens, it's going to be dope. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with this. So yeah, it's going to be great. But yeah, that's all I got for uh, my thoughts and opinions on that. Cat a cat. I just, I'm dope. I'm excited for this episode this week. Cause I know it's going to be big. It's a, it's a holiday week. You know, by the time you listeners are listening to our podcast, <clears throat> hopefully you are about to watch or have already watched today's episode of the Mandalorian so we will keep you guys updated on that in other news Ray would you like to you like to be on your soapbox and share your views on some things or (laughs) should I turn it to Marlon I know your corner is a little bit smaller this week okay so we'll we'll take a holiday trip down to Marlon's corner because I think he has some holiday news for us holiday news yeah um Thanksgiving (laughs) is more of a flyover holiday for me um it is a flyover holiday like I feel like even growing up it was like one of those cool days like yeah like food like my my mom always cooks a lot of food regardless so Thanksgiving was just kind of one of those extra days where there's like more food but generally speaking family's cool how y'all doing great spades domino all that fun stuff but it's it's if anything it's like the appetizer before like a great meal and that is Christmas so um with that being known uh mind you I like Christmas mostly because the fact that there's just so many uh just medias to enjoy movies tv music it's fantastic and with all a combination of that um this uh this movie came out called jingle jangle a christmas journey uh and when i first saw it on netflix i was like oh this looks like really like cheesy really really campy and i was like and i like went by it without watching the, the trailer but then one day i was like i finished watching i think um uh, what was it uh death eater or the, the 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 one anime where like the, the boy turns into a scythe, forget what it's called. I think it's uh, Soul Eater. Soul Eater. Soul Eater. An episode of Soul Eater. I went, 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 went back to the main menu and I happened to like watch the full trailer. And that's when I saw uh, who is in this movie and it pulled me in immediately. I saw mm. Forrest Whitaker. I saw Keegan Michael Key. And I saw Felicia Rashad. 
Uh, and if you don't know Forrest Whitaker, Idi Amin, um, he's in a bunch of other movies, Keegan-Michael Key, the half of Key and Peele, and then of course, Felicia Rashad, AKA uh, Mrs. Huxtable herself. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is this movie? This looks like wild, let me go watch it. And it was a really cute ride. Like it was a predominantly black film and it did so without having to make it be like around like, racial disparity or social economic problems. It literally was like a fun movie just and just happened to have an all black cast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very strongly STEM focused. Like uh, oh. the character Forrest Whitaker is playing is named Geronicus Jones. And he's like a black inventor who makes like Christmas presents for like this little small town and like you never mm-hmm. know where. But this is a little tiny, like, and he just makes these really cool and like fantastical gifts. And everyone's like, Jeronica's Jones is so magical, it's so cool. And he has like a family, and they're just known as the place that just makes toys. And they keep making these toys. And then, like, you know, one day, Jeronicus gets, you know, this really important piece of equipment that's going to change Christmas forever. Uh, and then that's when I find out that this whole movie is a musical when they start singing a song and dancing. I'm like, oh, this is like a a cherry on top and like they're singing they're doing all this dancing the first song reminded me of like brand new day from the whiz I it was just like, say that. It was cool. like everyone in the full <laughs> street with high kicks and spins and throwing things like this is like the whiz <laughs> this is going in uh, but it was oh, just beautiful sick. and it was like really nice uh and like the story's being told from like the perspective of like felicia rashad's character who has like this like this pop-up book that's like half steampunk, half a regular book, and like it like opens and has gears and things, and she's like just discussing this. Uh, and of course, she found out that Keegan Michael Key is a villain, and he's like this really funny, over-the-top villain. And he's like, and his partner in crime oh. is this character named Don Juan Diego. And truly <laughs> date myself, the voice of this character is Ricky Martin. And what? I was like, Yes, living the Vida Loca himself was in this movie voicing a puppet known as Don Juan Diego. And the moment I heard his voice, I was like, is that Ricky Martin in this movie? And it was like, I gotta keep watching this. This is so hilarious. And it is so good. It's like, it's really cute. Um, It has a lot of like, it, like of course, with the movie that starts off like super emotionally like investing and super cute, it has to have a low point, and of course it does. You know, it, it, it pulls a Disney moment. Of course, you know you you, you can't have a happy family and a Christmas film that you know that has singing, so it, it does pull that moment. But we have a moment where like there's this little girl who's like rebuilding her family through the love of Christmas, the love of uh, science. Um, there's several points in this movie where like they're doing like math problems. It like literally reminded me of that scene in um, Lovecraft Country where like she's like doing math in the air. There's several points in this movie where they're just doing math in the air and like adding things and like moving things around. Of course, they're using like really silly like kid language, like, you know, like marvelousness divided by wonderment is fantasticalism. And it's like, that's not a math problem, but <laughs> you seem excited to find an answer to that. But none of that nonsense was math problems. You had a cool triangle, but like all of them were labeled wrong. You know, it's fine. You you did this whole STEM thing and you made a flying bird. It, it obviously worked out. Uh, either way, it's like really, it's like really cute, really fun. It's like executive produced by uh, John Legend, who writes some songs as well. And of course it has Usher singing a song at the post credits, Uh, but it's a really cute film. Like they really go into like, um, being okay with, you know, asking for help, being okay with, um, discussing the fact that, Hey, like I, I'm really sad and I don't know how to talk about being sad to people, you know? Uh, and this is just, it's very cute. And it just ends with like this really fun, like Neverland moment of like, Hey, like everything is magical. And sometimes it's hard to find that magic if you're just, you know, not opening yourself up to like accept that magic within you. So it was, it's really cute. If you have time, definitely check it out. Um, Anika, Nani Rose is in it as well, and she's great. Uh, it's just a really cute film, and it really like it. It filled up my like bucket for the holidays of like this is a good movie to start the holidays with. It's a full family fun movie, and if you haven't, you know, if you are able to and ready to watch something funny and cute for the holidays, definitely check out Jingle Jangle: A Christmas Journey. 
and you will be sitting with your family, giggling and laughing along. If you have a young girl, this is definitely a young girl's movie. Uh, it has like strong female empowerment. Um, this girl literally saves Christmas and like saves her grandfather from being depressing and being depressed. Like, Aww. So that's yeah. that that's a real thing though. That's yeah, true. For, for right now, for sure. And also, she's like, also like, she's like as smart as a whip, just super smart, so sassy. Her grandfather at multiple points is like, who is this child? She goes, my name is Journey. And I just like, all right, all right, girl, give it to him. Snap, snap, snap. But yeah, Christmas. <laughs> Jingle Jangle on Netflix. Check it out. You'll love it. So good. So fun. Neat. Oh. Fantastic. So you give it like a 10 out of 10. Oh, absolutely. Also, Michael Key in this movie is hilarious. Like he fully is like trying to turn up like his like goofy factor in a bunch of scenes. Uh, but also there's also is a very cute moment with him that like almost made me like really sad. I'm like, oh Keegan. Misunderstood villain? He really like unfortunately he is. Like there's like a moment Aww. where like you realize that his like villainy happened because of, of course a misunderstanding. And then mm. at the very moment, like when they bring up that that was a misunderstanding, he's like Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, I even he even like recognized mm-hmm. and, and you see the status as eyes of like I wish I had known then what I know now. Oh, I've like I fully have affected people, so there's a full thing of like oh man, this is like this is really hitting home. With <laughs> this movie really seems so like what we need now. So the writers did their damn thing on this. They did. Okay, also that makes like me a, happy. Also, like a a widower who's just like this woman is so much. Like she, <laughs> she 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 knows what she wants and she's actively pursuing it. And she's like, it's like backup singers. And at some point, someone goes, "Do you have backup singers?" And she's like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> and these three dudes are just dancing around her, like, "Yeah." <laughs> and she's like hitting on this guy, and he's just like, "I don't." have the time for this. She goes, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I still like you, though. I'll see you later, Babu. And he was like, I just don't want you to do that. I just don't want you to do any of that. Oh, my gosh. My question is, is this like like a little bit of a musical? Like, are people singing songs or it's just... A musical. It is a musical. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to... Yeah. I, I, Not like okay. an operetta where it's like all dialogues. Like, but like, like several a Broadway yeah. type Disney situation. You're like, you're like, but their own you're thing. Like, typical like... What okay. did you say? And then like me starts up, da da da. And then, yeah, but yeah, there's like different points of like clear dialogue. And then I'm like, great, here's a song. Here's like a song break. But the songs are often like very like energetic, high strung. Like everyone's outfits are like popping with color. Like they went full yes. on. Like this is gonna be vibrant and bright. And of course, the lighting for all of these black characters, the lighting is key and the lighting is perfect mm-hmm. to like light them in a way that like makes their skins pop and also it makes yeah. their outfits like good too. So this is a properly lighted film for black actors. Black it's actors. a lit film, is it's what you're saying. Film. It's lit. Okay. And that's the title. It's lit. It's lit. It's lit. lit. Jingle jangle. <laughs> jingle Netflix. jangle. Directed by David E. Talbert. David E. Talbert. Thank you, David E. Talbert and crew. I think you made the movie that we need right now. Right. Especially after everything. He's also a a black director. So this is written by a a black man. uh, Directed by a black man. Uh, So he... Holiday movie directed by a black man. That's what I'm like. (laughs) He's also known for First Sunday, Baggage Claim, and Almost Christmas. Okay, I think I've seen all three of those movies. Yes, I know. I'm like, if you, I'm like, you, you, like, you know this director if you know these three films. Okay, I know his style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know, you know. You know. <laughs> but he's like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a team to help polish that out. So now it's, uh, you know, high quality Netflix, you know. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Shout out to him. You know, I'm so glad this this came out for us. That's amazing. Um, definitely check out what's it called? Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle. Yep. A Christmas Journey. Jingle Jangle. It just feels so weird saying that. Yeah, <laughs> titles. Okay. All right. Right. With the Jingle Jangle. They can't all be winners, title wise. I know. True, true. I mean, I do like that it, it does go a Christmas journey, which I'm I wish I'm all for. But I'm like Jingle Jangle. Jingle jingle, a Christmas I mean, that, journey. That's how I found out about about uh, the the uh, the Star Trek Beyond. I was like, Beyond what? what? I was like, What are you fucking talking about? I was Beyond. like, Oh, it's actually a good movie. <laughs> but that title was. <laughs> I was like, 
Oh man, check that out, you guys! Jingle Jangle, a on Christmas Netflix. journey on Netflix right now. Right um, now, yeah, right now. So, Ray, I'm looking forward to Ray's views. You have a lot. I I, I don't have like a like a ton. I got that's it. what you say, but then you take over with these lectures. I'm, I'm I got my notebook out. I got my number Raymond's TED talk. Go. Right, I'm ready. I should do more of those. Um, so I was this weekend. I was watching. Uh, actually, better, better, better way of getting around this. Um, I, I have a, at a time played a lot of Halo. Uh, oh. uh, other first person shooters. I, you know, I, Halo? I like, I like some. Don't Halo Three was an amazing game. Uh, that's, sure. Uh, uh, okay. You get you sit down on a on a Friday night with the boys and just. Uh, uh, go at the go at online. Uh, it's a great time. Um, uh, but um, what you call it? I've, I've done a lot of that, but probably one of my favorite multiplayer experiences with these kind of arena shooters um, mm-hmm. was the Uncharted series. Surprisingly Ooh. enough, um, that multiplayer uh, through I played a lot of Uncharted 2. I played a lot of Uncharted 3. Um, I didn't play too much Uncharted 4. Um, just cause I, when it came out and timing, I just never got around to it, but, um, mm-hmm. I loved the parkour aspects. Um, I liked the third person shooter, um, side of things. It had a nice, it had a nice feel, uh, where like you could, you didn't have to, a nice balance of aim and spatial awareness as opposed mm-hmm. to, um, first person shooters feels like it's a lot more about the aiming, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you have to you have to play you have to play corners differently in a third person shooter because everyone can peek around a corner um and like there's just a lot of other there's a lot of extra things that go to it that like made a little bit less about aiming you can shoot from the hip um so you don't have to hold the aims aim down the sights and it and do all that kind of stuff so um these kind of games are always really nice um and um Anyway, the I tried Rogue Company because I keep seeing it on things. It's a free to play by the creators that made Smite, um, which I've heard is also a good little multiplayer um, series, um, and it kind of has like an Apex Legends kind of look to it. Um, but it's an arena shooter that looks a lot like Uncharted uh, to me. There's a lot of uh, up and down on the platforms, a lot of zip lines going through parts of the stages um, uh, from the hip gunplay and um they have everyone has like a all the characters have different powers and stuff kind of like apex legends and overwatch and just Mm -hmm. valorant and just kind of the thing that they're doing right now it's uh, i'll rant about um homogenization of creativity another time but um (laughs) this game uh has played really fun i only really have played like maybe three or four hours yesterday and i had a great time with it uh um, it was Uh, it's cross it looks like it's 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 Mm cross-platform it looks like it's cross it's all console cross-platform uh playstation xbox switch and then um it looks like there's piece it's on pc as well i haven't figured out if pc players play cross-platform with everyone else also Mm -hmm. um but uh either way it's cross-platform wait so that that should keep the player base pretty big throughout its life um it's an early access it's an early access free-to-play game so it's like uh you can get in there and you know there's some starter characters and you can you can collect the in-game currency to unlock some of the other characters they lock off from you or you can do the money with the microtransactions to buy characters and stuff so um but there's the, the starter characters a lot of them have been fun where i don't I don't feel like I I can wait until I get enough points to buy one or two of the other characters that I want if I keep playing this game. So mm. it's so far a good recommendation if you uh, are into those kind of games. Uh, I missed me some Uncharted and I didn't realize it. So it's mm, been a good I feel time. that. I feel that. Okay, and it's called Rogue Company. Rogue Company. Nice. I don't even remember this developer's name, but yeah, Rogue Company. And it's free to play. It is. My favorite price. <laughs> yep. Free ninety nine. Um, free ninety nine. What are these developers' names? Uh, First watch. First watch. Yep. 
Oh, shout out the first watch. I'm creating a pretty cool game. I'm interested. I do like those style of games, but like, I don't, like I said, my time is limited, but um, this actually sounds pretty promising. Uh, like when Marlon was looking it up, he said there was some diversity characters. Even yeah, they got a nice little diverse cast. Two of them black guys. I'm sorry, one of them is two black guys. <laughs> yeah, those, those two black guys look really similar. I think when I was just looking it up just now, it looks like one of them was technically Samoan, according oh, to, the, to the... Wow. <laughs> to the, the like, thing. Um, at first I was like, because they've been in the mountains it's or the what? It's the Rock Johnson, you guys. Yeah. That's, I mean, what's, that's what's going on. in their locks. One of them has like a lined up like side lock, like, yeah. like designed, and the other one just has full on locks. But it's like putting yeah. it, so like there's like a slight difference. They're the same face though, but their lock design is a little different. They got a black girl with curls. They uh-huh. they have a. Uh, I think the one I was most proud of is they got an Asian dude with his with his shirt open, and I was uh, like, hey, that's yeah. we we hit diversity when you got the Asian guy shirt so <laughs> like his shirt's open. Like <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen enough in this world. Right. So, um, so yeah, they yeah. they got a nice little cast. It looks like they have they are gonna keep releasing characters over time and stuff. So, oh um, nice. Yeah, I don't know when this game is meant to be like. I don't know. Uh, released or mm-hmm. how that's working for them. I haven't looked up that much information about it, but um, it's fun. I've been having a good time. Yay! It's always like a group of people to play these games with because I can't. I feel like I'm never uh, courageous enough to jump in to like uh, a waiting room by myself and play this game. Like, oh, people are probably putting hours of game, but I'm jumping in like, Same. where do I go? What do I shoot at? No one has their yeah. mic on. So I feel like. These guys are like, okay, I need like four people to all agree. Let's play at the exact same time so we can all be bad as a group. And if you're going like, oh, to be like, cool, hey, do y'all know how to play this game? <laughs> In the lobby. <laughs> y'all know how to play? And, or you can do the thing of saying, I'm 11. I don't know how to play this game. Can you show me? Everyone's so helpful. Yeah, no one has your 11 year old voice, okay? <laughs> well, you, this is if you don't want to talk in chat. Okay, like I saw yeah. a meme about this a few days ago of this guy who's like, oh, I suck in Madden. So what I did was uh, I'm only 11. And the guy was like, oh, really? You did a good job. I'll show you some tips. And he was like, man, I'm so glad I, I, that was my go to. So that's my go to now. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> well, you heard it first, folks. If you're not playing with people, you want to get some hot tips. Just type your 11 in the chat. into a chat room and told everyone I was 11 and then they started thirsting me get those people wait <laughs> oh my god cat's a sting she doesn't even know she's a sting she's a sting to make the world better place in the chat rooms just I'm 11 oh I'm whoa, wait, hold on we're crossing a we're crossing a line there that's the line I was scared about yeah, yeah that's the line yeah, yeah. I didn't say that that was this episode okay, of Geek Forest so rated pure. R for Marlon so Do this. Do not put the true eleven in the chat. Just don't do it. <laughs> Find a friend, play with them. <laughs> don't put your eleven in the, the chat for strangers. Just don't. <laughs> literally a law and order episode (laughs) if you feel like you're heroic enough though (laughs) what what does being heroic have to do with lying about your age cat she's feeling brave that's all I'm gonna say I'm gonna change the world cats can't we're gonna move on (laughs) oh god we gotta like if anyone plays a game with Kat, is she saying that she's 11? I gotta be careful now, Kat. No, but I don't I do not do that. I just said, well, how did we get on this I, I, I saw that 
This is for games like Madden and Call of Duty, all that those games. I don't have to do that in the games I play. I'm usually by myself or with friends. So Kat, has someone ever told you they're eleven in a game? No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> That's probably good. Okay, so Ray, you have other things on your uh doc docket? Um, I forgot what else I was going to talk about. Now. Oh no! Sorry, I'm sorry about that. We We're sorry. Read. No, I have it oh, written I down. Really forgot. No, I have it written down. You said Lovecraft Country. Oh, theory. that's right. Okay, so um, I was reading uh, an article the other day uh, uh, that was a Lovecraft theory. It is purely just theory. There is, I don't think the show gave enough information for people to uh, fit one way or the other on this one. But uh, it was someone speculating based on the idea of what a Shogoth is, those like big creatures that were running around eating everybody, right? Um, and uh, they were making a comparison to how in Ardom, uh, they, were, they were all creatures with white skin, right? And when they, when Letty and the crew, not Letty and the crew, let's say Atticus and Montrose, when Atticus and Montrose created, uh, not created, summoned theirs, theirs had black skin. Mm. Right. Um, uh, and so there is there was there was another point here, but it was it was something with. Um, oh, because they the people were being turned into Shogos in the first episode. Right. They got bit and it was kind of vampiric and they were there. So it was people turning into these things. Right. So theoretically, Shogoths are kind of like vampires they are people turned into these monsters that like the mm. first episode proves that right um, so uh since they live in the ground and they come out of the ground there might there, there's there the, what the people were kind of speculating was like could these could this shogoth because of all the stuff that is being tied to with ancestry and all the stuff in this show could this shogoth be uh, like the spirit of George Freeman um, oh. turned into a Shogoth. Um, especially since later on, it uh, they managed to tie it to D um, and it like protects D out in the forest as well. Um, and they, there's the whole speculation to show that Atticus is actually George's son, not Montrose's son. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, like I said, there's not, that's, I think that's basically all the information like that the show provided so it's just one of those like all right well if shogos are you know people that were people at a time could that have been george which it'd be really cool if it was uh, how mm. that as how that works out but i don't, I don't mm. know have we heard yet whether the show is getting a season two or not because i i, I want to see that word, but i really yeah. like that theory though that would make so much anyway. sense because like <sighs> Because I think that does sound cool, but I'm wondering, like, would they have needed to be by George's body to turn him into one? Or because I don't think, like, they buried him correctly. Well, I mean, um, but there was, I right. But the, um, no, because they summon spirits just fine without, true. without much of a body involved in parts of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was even the episode where they showed, like, the, was it the second episode where they were walking through the city in Artem and they, like, had a cow giving birth to a Shogoth. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was so like, I forgot about that scene. That didn't yeah. have any context for anything yeah. else. No, so like That's there's mm-hmm. it, it's there's like little bits and pieces there that just make me feel like we don't really understand how these Shogoths work very well. Yeah. Uh, so but there's, I there's surely more to them. I do think it's important that you mentioned that the skin is black because it definitely is something I do think has like a point of like, yeah, they were all white and this is like the one black skinned one. Yeah. So, yeah, it might have something to do with that. I definitely agree with that because like, but I'm also wondering like it was, no. Yeah, potentially. Could be good. It could make sense because then if the white ones were like their little ancestor or whatever spirits, you know, and then they, that's how they multiply. That's how they were able to control them better. Right. I mean, it also was like maybe it's a piece of Atticus. Yeah, it could be a piece of him too, or it isn't just directly. That sounds Um, very 
direct with like how the magic works like if that was a piece of but at the same time marlon that still can relate to george because if atticus is george's son then that too can true be a part very true we won't know unless they give us a season two and explain it but i thought it was kind of cool it's a it's i it's something i didn't the biggest part that I hadn't thought about was like, yeah, they, why were they different skin colors? Like, besides the fact that, I mean, the, they just, they just were because <laughs> skin color was a theme in that show, but like, mm-hmm. um, they're, it was clearly intentional that they changed the color of that show goth. So mm-hmm. I'm curious. Hopefully they gave us more to go on if there is season two, or maybe there's a, uh, uh, ask me anything s- 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 thing on Reddit or, t- or Twitter and they give us more information. Yeah, Misha Green, hit me with this. <laughs> hit me with this. I'll have to at her later. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but I think that was really good to know, honestly. Uh, and I'm wondering if it's now time for uh, one of our more mystical corners. One of our more uh, 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 fantastical corners with uh, the, the the queen's gambit herself, uh, Mistress Eming. Ha 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 ha. Um, well, since I had some time to prepare this time, I was uh, I, I got you guys cards while you guys were talking. Um, who wants to go first, Raymond or Marlon? Yeah. Uh, alphabetically, Marlon. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Well, Marlon, you read cards, sort of, so maybe you'll be able to read it for yourself. But the yeah. first card I pulled for you was The World. I have no and idea what that card Wait, Oh. So so The World Interesting. has to do with, like, something – you finish something good and positive, and you're really happy about it, and you're ready for something new. Mm. And the next card is literally, like, something new, something positive, something that makes you, like, emotionally happy and content. Nice. So – Endings and beginnings, positive beginnings and positive endings from Marlin. Whatever that may be, whatever you see. Oh, nice. Um, all right, Raymond or Cat? Let's do Raymond. Ray. Ray. I got. Okay, uh, Raymond, yours came out upside down. So if these don't like click with you, I can reverse it. But the first one was judgment reversed. What is? And it has to and it has to do with like kind of being hard on yourself about something. Like, okay. or, or very self-critical, I guess, okay. of things that have happened okay. in the past or present. Right. And the moon reversed has to do with, like, expressing yourself and saying what you feel like you need to say. Say okay. what you feel. And if, and if, and if it doesn't, doesn't hit, I can read the other no, way. That's No, that's fine. That's cool. He used to have, Wait, like, I thought you learned your lesson at our, at our first session together. Say what you feel right now. Uh, Still learning. And Kat, three cards flew out for you. Uh, And it's weird because the third one's literally a cat. But um, (laughs) the first one is the two of candles, which is like uh, a decision. Like something, either deciding on something or you got to choose between something and something, but a decision Mm. for you. And it might require you to like be really calm about it, like be like centered with yourself when you make this decision. Okay, being a guy. And it might have to do with the leadership a leadership position of some sort. Huh. What would that mean? <laughs> so yeah. Oh. Ta-da! See, when you give me time and tell me you want a reading, I can actually give you a reading. So next <laughs> so time, be like, wait, hold on, let me go find like, my X Men deck. And right. You. So before, we'll be like, just grab these cards and then just let us know. Uh, I also have a have a uh, Steven Universe deck too, which I found <gasps> next next yeah. week. It was next a fan week. made one. I was like, oh my god, yes! <laughs> oh my god, me. me next week. Rebecca Sugar, I love it. Where do you uh, uh, purchase your cards, Amy? For people who different places like Etsy. Um, I find a lot of them on uh, on uh, Instagram. There's a lot of ones. Like there's this really pretty one that I found that she makes really beautiful. Oh, there's two of them. Um, that make really pretty. No, there's, there's a lot. I've only scratched the surface, but there's a lot out there. Yay! So if you have your questions, are really pretty tarot cards. You know who to go to, listeners. I'm all about enabling people to buy things. So 
Capricorn style. True. This is why us together are the yeah, worst. Like, oh, my, oh my God, Kat, this Lord of the Rings shirt on box lunch. And you're like, yes, got it. Amy and <laughs> I, I have later. bought every Lord of the Rings thing off box every day. It's bad. It's, it's, it's bad. It's not. Every this day. Is, this is how we're going to like um, jumpstart the economy by, by, by buying Lord of the Rings Our, merchandise. Cat um, and Amy will restart the economy for 2021. Y'all welcome. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that was us this morning. Oh my god, they have PJs! The PJ pants! Lord of the Rings PJ pants. It's pretty cute. We've never seen these in our 20-something years since this movie's been out. Like... Oh. A first, and they're on sale. We had to get them. The PJ pants. The PJ pants. They're they're perfect. Nice. Is it that nice warm flannel? I hope so. (laughs) We'll find out. We'll let y'all know. As you know, I'm wearing my sweatshirt that Amy and I. We both have the same sweatshirt. Uh, That is also very cozy. It's super cozy. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're a geek and you like geek clothes, you know, there's so many Box stores. Lunch. But Box Lunch is having a crazy Black Friday sale for the past, like, month and still going. It's not so. an ad, by the way. It's just a very strong endorsement. It's just a very strong endorsement. <laughs> it really is. Not yet. Not yet. Lunch, throw us some kids. But hey, if y'all want to collaborate with us, Amy and I got you. We already got our clothes. You don't have to send it to us. <laughs> Just well, I would give us the discounts. Maybe. I'll get more if you want to give it to me. It's right, fine. right, right. If you want, <laughs> if there's a Lord of the Rings PJ top, and maybe a jacket, and maybe mm. a better beanie, mm. we'll be mm. there. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking this into existence. So tomorrow, if I see a hat, I'm gonna be like, "What did I say yesterday?" <laughs> there was a hat, but then it's sold out. That's it's true. We can't stock anymore. Anyways, I digress. Yes. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to wrap this up because I know some people are like, hey, I got to get to my leftovers. I feel you. Thank you guys again for coming together. And we talked about all the wonderful things. Listeners, don't forget our social medias of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our Twitch. Soon that, that will be jump started because the holidays are here. We got plenty of games to play with. So uh, make sure to hit that notification button. So when we're on and live, you're ready to watch. Um yeah, you guys. And then if you're doing your Black Friday thing, you know, be safe out there. Wear your mask, distance. Friday, Just be Friday. safe. Mm-hmm. I understand you want to get your stuff, but be safe, you know? Do Cyber Monday. <laughs> Cyber Monday, though. I think that's a better mm. option, but hey, you know, no judgment. We, we support all forms of shopping, as you see. Amy <laughs> and I already jump-started that. <laughs> Saving the economy, one shirt at a time. One shirt at a time. So, you guys, with that said, stay safe, wear your mask, love each other, and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California. <laughs>